I don't know if a dog is really going to cure what's wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with a looky. I'm going to take this penthouse home. That's a free penthouse. I, I was erratic today. I was a rat tick. Yeah, let's get this show on the road. Welcome to The Resentment List. Nah. We're your hosts, Naomi and Ben. We're siblings with hang-ups. Now, this is going to be a weird one, I think. Why is that? Because I'm in a mood. Uh, I've had no sleep for approximately three to four weeks. Yeah. I have really bad insomnia. Like, the other night, I slept. when I, I stayed at mum's last week, and I literally stayed up the whole night. You know when people said, I didn't get any sleep last night? That was completely foreign to you before, wasn't it? <laughs> no, but you know how people say, I didn't sleep at all. I'll wink last night, but really they did sleep like seven hours. Yeah. I didn't sleep, a, actually did not sleep a wink. But really? I had such fun. I Yeah, I didn't tell you about this. I stayed up the whole night. Okay, but when you say you didn't sleep, this is always a question. So when people say, oh, I had the worst sleep last night, like you said, most of the time they just mean they were tossing and turning, but they were sleeping. No, but I actually didn't actually fall asleep. So no 40 winks. And But what did you do? So if you oh, didn't sleep I had that bloody night, whale of a time. Does that does that mean <laughs> does that mean that you were you actually got up? Oh yeah. So what did you do? So this is my new insomnia thing. So I would not categorize myself as an insomniac. See, I can't even talk insomniac. I have always slept quite well, even as a baby. Mum said I always slept very well. I've always been able to fall asleep anywhere. I used to sleep literally as soon as my head lifted the pillow I mean hit the pillow hit the pillow I would fall asleep and stay asleep all night enter antidepressants everything changed so as soon as I started antidepressants approximately eight years ago give or take about 2014 so how long was that fuck eight years ago I couldn't sleep anymore and I started going to the toilet all the time like I have to pee like twice in the night yeah, that was a weird phase. What do you mean? It's still going. Oh, really? Yeah, I have to go to the toilet all the time, like, but I actually don't. Anyway, I think it's an anxiety thing. But So I don't ever sleep a whole night now. I have to get up at least once. Um, but So that's that, right? But then I also have these bouts of insomnia and it will be just randomly like probably maybe every few – no, not every few months, maybe every six months or whatever. Something's happening in my life. I will just wake up, at, I'll either not get, get to sleep at all and I'll stay up till 3am or I'll just wake up in the middle of the night and not be able to get to sleep. So a couple of weeks ago, I think it was before we recorded the podcast two weeks ago, Yeah. I just woke up, yeah it was, I woke up at 2am and I just couldn't get back to sleep and I literally just get up and the same thing happened last Saturday, I just got up, no I just, I was at, sleeping at mum's and I just accepted that I wasn't going to get to sleep so I turned the light on and I was just on TikTok I figured out how to uh I like googled some stuff on how to get the watermark off TikTok so I could do cleaner posts on the resentment list I also I watched I started a new show on SBS Uh, I can't remember what it's called but it's about uh people that on the outside or something in that it's about people from prison that just get out of prison and they go stay with someone it's an experiment oh that sounds like a great show yeah it's really up my alley so i watched that i also watched videos of the view i'm really obsessed with the view um and what else did i do i read for a little bit and then i just was like on instagram and stuff so yeah i just stayed up the whole night oh i had a midnight snack which i don't like that kind of thing but 
I had like a little bit of muesli like 4am yeah because I was so wired because I'm so wired at the moment I am burning lots of energy I think so I need more food well that's what I'm telling myself <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah justify it <laughs> but it sounds great it sounds like it sounds like you really made the most of the situation you know life gave you lemons and you had muesli because yeah, you just true. um and that's the best way to deal with insomnia is you just is you just embrace it and yeah, live it, learn it and love it. What's your what's your insomnia vibe? Well, I have to say, one of my responses to what you're saying is I feel a sense of perverse satisfaction that I knew you would. That you're I feeling knew what you I felt would. because I've never been a good sleeper. Yeah. I don't know if I was when I was like Whatever. A, like you've yeah. always been problematic. Yeah, like but even <laughs> but even <laughs> but, even, <laughs> but even when I was so you so you're six years older than me. So you no, would have. I don't want people to know that. Okay. I want people but you to are. like. No, I want because I feel like we have more of like. I feel like you're the older brother. This is how I explain our relationship to everyone. Whenever I was like, "Do you have siblings?" I say, "Yeah, I have one brother." Do you get along? Yeah, we get along. How far are you apart? I say six years, but Ben's more like my older brother because I'm the more immature. I feel like I'm more immature one, and you're the wise one that I go to for advice and stuff. It's a complicated relationship. Um, <laughs> yeah, but don't you do you feel like the older brother? Yeah, I do at times. Because I'm the silly one. Like I'm the one that's been told that I'm the silly one in the family. But I think sometimes that kind of masks things. Like I'm, I'm kind of like the more like I'm, I'm like mild mannered. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by that? Like I'm kind of like um, I kind of I feel like I coast through life. Like sometimes I feel like I view, I'm viewed from the outside, kind of like a Jerry Seinfeld character. Like I just I don't. Think you wish that you were viewed that <laughs> Like way. I just, like I just don't. My, I don't have too high ups. I don't have too low downs. Like I just kind you of. You don't coast. have too low downs. <laughs> okay, are we lying on the podcast now? No, but you're like, you're like a, um, your life's like a roller coaster ride. Yeah. And mine's like kind of like a ski lift. Um. <laughs> okay, so I do agree. The sense I'm like I'm more dramatic, and I also have. Not had more experiences, but I'm. Erra- you have you have had erra- more experience. Not erratic, but like, you're not. I don't think it's about your mood. I think you're just a more like. I'm more chill. Yeah, you're more like you've. You're very like your life. You've always wanted to get married and have kids, and you're very like traditional in the sense, and you're very. Um, I guess more conventional in you're that kind way. Kind of boring. Yeah, you're boring. No, yeah. um, and you've also like you you have had the same kind of job. Like you're very committed to things, whereas I can kind of go left, right, and all around. Like who knows what's going on. But what's funny about that, and why I say I think it like obscures some things, is because I think we're actually like the same guy deep down because. I, that I, because of that, because there's some kind of stability, it appears to be stable. It seems like I'm a really like, you know, stable and mature person and sometimes, but I have part of the reason is because of like, you know, maybe some immature fear of anx- or anxiety, like the decisions I make, even though they appear to be very stable, sometimes people do stable things for unstable reasons. Yeah, true. So sometimes I'm actually want to be more adventurous and you know take life by the by the balls like you do but it's because i have this like do i take life by the balls oh big time how do i do that um that's really lovely i'm gonna i'm gonna remember that so a while ago well i mean not really like a lot of people more some people are climbing like rock faces and stuff i think yeah but i think you're climbing the rock face of the business world (laughs) 
I don't have a no business. No harness. What? Um, <laughs> what, just because I did the business no, thing? No, there's, look, there's some things about you that I feel like you're not able to see as much that other people see. And I think there's some things that you've done that I will always be like immensely proud of. Oh, that's so beautiful. And find very inspirational. What, what, what? And, I, and I tell people, like, I think, like an obvious example is the business mm. because people will say, um, you know, oh, do you have any siblings? Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Go through that whole conversation. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I have a sister. She's six years older. Um, she runs her own business. Mm. And I think that's such an achievement. Mm. Like the majority of people will never do that and yeah. never come close to that. And it was, you know, not not an easy road. It's not mm. like you just kind of fell into it or you had, you know, someone gave you 200 grand and you just like bought a franchise like you you started it from the ground up Mm. um and then the other thing is i think um i I mean i don't know if you want me to reveal this much but a while ago probably you know coming close to 10 years ago you wanted to um start writing and you you started writing for magazines and stuff Mm. and you got a lot of those opportunities by really just grinding and like yeah. right, meeting people, getting kind of, um, you know, a lot of unpaid labor or poorly paid labor, just working in events, like whatever you could do, just grinding. And I think you, you aren't able to see this as much because maybe you're in that world where it's more common, but from where I sit and the, the people I know that people I've seen, I, I don't think you realize how uncommon it is the level of drive and ambition and confidence it takes to can't you lived in london you come back to australia and just completely started a new career and you know multiple times and you 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 every industry you enter you end up killing it so Aww, i think that takes ben, a lot that is so beautiful i'm so happy that we recorded that's so nice ben <laughs> Thank you. Oh, it's getting really soppy on this podcast. Yeah, I don't know how we got into but that. But we were talking but about insomniac. You were saying that you... Okay, but, but first, before we go then, so you don't feel like you don't feel like you're the older brother? No, I don't. I think... I mean, I think sometimes I have some insight or advice that helps you in situations, but I think that that doesn't mean that I'm more mature. It just yeah. means that I, I am better at like kind of bullshitting or I'm kind of, I have an analytical mind <laughs> because like, I don't actually know that much. I think I just appear to be mature, but I'm not really that mature. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Mm, I don't know. But yeah. So you're happy that I've got insomnia now because what's your spin sleep, your sleep situation? Yeah. So I remember like, I remember like people didn't even, dad didn't even believe me. When I was younger and I would just be like... like gaslighted? Yeah, oh, he gaslit me because what? I was like... I'd be like, um, Dad, I didn't sleep last night. And he was like, come on, mate, you're having a laugh. <laughs> like toxic masculinity. Yeah, he was like, yeah, yeah. you and me, we sleep well, like no, babies. But how old And I'd be like, no, how Dad, I meant like... Um, oh my God, this is the saddest I remember thing I was about six or seven. <gasps> oh no, don't. And I remember oh um, one night for whatever reason, I was um, sleeping in like a mattress in in dad's room and remember dad always had those um those alarm clocks like oh the digital God, alarm clocks obsessed with those alarm i don't know why he loves alarm like, clocks yeah so it much. reminds me so much of my childhood those red with the red yeah, numbers it's too much he's obsessed with them and i remember just being haunted by it because i would just 
spend nights just watching it tick over 11.58, beep, 11.59, like the whole night just staring at the alarm clock, not able to sleep. And that's been kind of a large bit of my life has been just like waiting for time to pass because I can't sleep. Stop it. It's the worst. Yeah. I um, never understood it until I started doing it and it's like the worst thing. And you know that you're going to wake up so tired, but like you can't. It's so weird when your mind, do you get it that your mind, are you tired and you can't sleep or do you, because the one, the stuff, what I'm experiencing is I'm not tired at all. Yeah. Like I just can't, it's almost like I'm the most awake that I've ever been. And like there's, if I close my eyes, it's like completely futile. Look, I think you and me, we both have this thing where we get a little bit manic in a way and whether it's, whether it's a positive or negative mania, I, I, when I'm, you know, working really hard and, you know, you work, you know, eight or nine hours, go home, cook dinner, have a shower, go to bed. As soon as I go to bed, that's when my mind starts because I haven't been able to think. So then my mind starts going and sometimes it's positive, sometimes like, oh, I've got this idea for the music, this idea for, for podcast, this idea for work. And it's just like really exciting to finally have some time to think and all this stuff going on. Oh, then other times it's negative, like, I'm a bad person. I suck. I should kill myself. Mm. Like it's, it's, it's so <laughs> standard. Practice. So it's just, I think you and me have a similar thing of our minds sometimes just doesn't stop. Yeah. And it's not always a bad thing because that, you know, you have to embrace these parts of yourself. Like I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't have that a million miles an hour, like think about this thing like that. But um, it is very hard to get to but sleep. But it's a creative thing as well. Like I think if you, I hate that thing of like there's creative people and there's non-creative people. I don't believe in that. But I think that if you value creativity and you put time and effort into creating things, you do have that mind because you're a seeker. Mm. You you want to find meaning in your life. You want to question things. If you're, you know, you're a musician, so like you, you're thinking about how to... I don't know what musicians think about. What do you think? Like, how do I put that into a song? I don't know. Maybe I should play this note. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's just so not in my like wheelhouse. Um, yeah, uh, so but, what um, do you think? What do you say? I think I should play this song. I don't know. I don't know why. I used to write. I used to write music. I used to write articles about musicians. I used to interview musicians, but like, I have no idea anymore. It's like I shut off that whole side of me. Yeah. I have no idea like how to talk about it now. Yeah, it's funny. Um, um, yeah, but um, I find it fun. I think because I'm a depressive and I've spent a lot of time being down and out. Like when I say down and out, I mean my mood is like, oh, like, like Eeyore in, in Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> that when I'm like Piglet, you know how they say that that's all mental health? Like Eeyore's got yeah, depression. Yeah, yeah. Um, Piglet's got anxiety. Um, oh, Pooh's got a binge eating disorder. Oh, big time. <laughs> um, no, but um, isn't doesn't that fucking rabbit have anxiety as well? I don't but know he's always worried about something. That guy. Oh, actually, the, maybe the rabbit. Ha- oh, maybe it was Piglet ADHD, and then the rabbit has got anxiety. I can't remember, but there's a meme that says all the mental health issues that they have. Yeah, he's so stressed out. That rabbit. yeah, he's really stressed out. But E or I always, as a kid, always related to him. I was like, oh, I understand. Yeah, like, yeah. I but yeah, I think because the other side, like, I think because I have been so tired in my life and like so with no energy. When I do get manic, not so much anymore because I'm, I'm like medicated and I do certain things to keep my serotonin up. But 
because I, I enjoy it. Like yeah, there's yeah. something appealing about having lots of energy and not wanting to sleep. I'm like, woohoo, I can get all this stuff done. But I don't actually get anything done. I just yeah, waste yeah. time. But I think you and me were always going to have this obsessive part of extreme, be attracted to extremes. And I just remember this thing I always think about and I'm nearly certain that you think about it too, is there's a documentary that you and me both love called um, The Devil and Daniel Oh, Johnson. I love that po- podcast. That documentary... Go out and watch it. It's ...is like one of the best things I've ever seen. Like, so first should we say, like, probably some... Our, I feel like a couple... I know a few of our listeners know who Daniel Johnston is, but RIP. Um, so do you want to tell the audience what... Um, who Daniel Johnson is and then yeah so so Daniel Johnson like very I can't remember a lot was so long ago but he's he was a singer-songwriter um, I think in the late 80s early 90s and um, just very um, very original because he kind of did everything by himself just like that very um, home recording like tape recording and um, the he it turns out, you know, he was such a prolific writer um, that it turned out that, that one of the reasons for being so prolific is that he had um, undiagnosed uh, bipolar disorder and um, and he would... he Did would he have schizophrenia? I thought he had sch- schizophrenia. Uh, maybe both, but yeah, I think the reason I say bipolar is because, no, I think he did it schiz- yeah, schizophrenia he did, yeah. too, but the reason I say the bipolar is that he used to, this is the part that I found it inspiring but also terrifying was that he would um, stay up for like five nights straight and just r- write and record music and do drawing and stuff. And I just remember that as you and me loving that documentary so much. And one of the reasons that we love it is because we're attracted to those extremes. And even though part of that mania would have been excruciating for him, I think we always have this perverse kind of obsession with like, wouldn't it be great to stay up for five nights just working on something? Yeah, there's something fun, something that seems fun about it and the fact that you're producing. I think we both romanticise creating things and being in the flow. And the thing that what made Daniel Johnston so amazing was that he had no, he wasn't affected. Like he, he actually was not affected. Like when I say affected, I mean... There was no pretense about him. He was very childlike and, like, very innocent. And the music that he created was, as Ben said, like, he literally would just, like, really lo-fi stuff. Like, but he, but the songs that he wrote were, were simple but, like, so profound in, like, a very sim- simplistic and, like, naive but, like, innocent, beautiful, like, Something that you can't put your finger on. Very similar to how people say, not similar, but like how people are like, when they first listened to Nirvana, like he touched on something that hadn't been touched on before, like some kind of pain. Similar to that, but like in this very, I don't know, like it was just very childlike. Yeah, I think um, because Kurt Cobain was influenced by him. Yeah, he was. And obviously there's that famous photo where he's wearing the T-shirt. Yeah. But um, I think it's part of that same era and I guess to some extent, like you can put the Pixies in as well as that kind of thing where in in the 80s and 90s, um, music got very distilled to simple things. And there's something so beautiful in that kind of like the purity and the innocence of that kind of music. So, yeah. yeah so there was this so there was this um, this documentary about him 
and it was just so amazing like just his journey and like it was it's very sad because he ended up he's very he was very sick um and he he couldn't live by himself he was so sick and he he was very highly medicated and he could like he couldn't really he still did what he could but because obviously with schizophrenia medication like it, it can actually make you like really it has really bad side effects and it can affect your productivity a lot and you put on heaps of weight and it just really gets in the way of living a normal life so he was like yeah he was really disabled by his um, mental illness um but he kept creating and stuff but like yeah it was just a story of like how of just when he was a kid and how everything unfolded and and like unfortunately like he could have been like way bigger than he was he was still kind of like niche well he actually he actually um like part of him getting sick he started to develop i think paranoid schizophrenia and he got really religious and i think he thought that um mtv and stuff like that they represented the devil yeah he and fucked so he, up a lot of opportunities yeah. because of his illness he was in hospital and like but like even um his later like when you see him perform like later on when he's older he still has it, even though yeah. he's not doing it properly, as in, like, because people, when the medication's so heavy, like, they kind of look, deli- you look a bit drugged out. Mm-hmm. So even though he wasn't connecting 100%, like, you can still get the magic of yeah. it. Oh, it's just so good. Highly recommend. I think, it, what is it called? The Devil and... The Devil and Daniel Johnston. Yeah. Um, But I want to rec- recommend another thing, Yeah. if I can. Yeah, of course. Um, Have you heard of a TV show called Old Enough? No. Oh my God. This is there is so many life. TV shows that I need to watch. I'm so behind. I'm in TV show purgatory at the moment. Well, this one's a real easy one. It takes no commitment. It's a simple premise, right? Yeah, okay. I'm, getting, I'm, I'm, I'm writing it down. They get, they get, I don't even know if you're going to be into it, but there's going to be a lot of listen, listeners that will be into it. They get a, they get a child mm. under five and they just send it on an errand. That's all the show is. What the hell? And it sounds weird, but it's so fascinating because it's just real life. It's like they just get a child and the first episode is my favorite so far. This kid is two years, nine months. Oh my God, cute. And they send him to the shops and he has to pick up groceries. So he's carrying his little backpack walking along the highway and it's so freaking cute. And so, so what, obviously there's a, someone. There's so the, But how did, why would he, that's so weird. Wouldn't he freak out? No, he doesn't. That's what's so interesting about the show is it's it just so like weird that you're like, you it makes you rethink about how capable not only children but everyone is. So it ended up being kind of profound for so me. What, so what his parents were nearby though? No, they're at home. What the hell? So, so there's a random. So there's but there's obviously a childminder, so he doesn't get. No, home. there's no minder. It's just well, probably legally there is a minder. Yeah, of but, course but there'd be the, a minder. But the only people that you see is sometimes you see um the second cameraman in the shot so obviously the crew is following him but they they try to not um let him see them because they want it to be as like unaffected by how would they do that though so so they kind of um i don't know as the show goes on you find this some cases where they actually the child sees the cameraman and they're like really confused like what's <laughs> going on but this the first episode's so good and you got to see it's on netflix because um so the mum sends the child to the grocery store and he's got to get um flowers um i think tofu and curry so he walks like two k's 
to the grocery store with his little backpack and it's so freaking cute and he he gets the um he goes and gets the tofu and then he asked the he asked the like cashier for the flowers and she's like oh do you want these flowers he gets the flowers he buys it and then he walks out the store he walks down the street he's going for like 10 minutes walking back and then you just see him he's like the curry <laughs> i forgot the curry no, this is... And he just turns around and goes no, back. No, this is fake. No, no, no. Two years old. No, it's real. It's real because it's Japanese. It's like a real... It's like obviously one of those... You know, there's like all these famous Japanese game shows where they do really extreme things. It's one of those. Yeah, but like how can a child... That is crazy. It's so good. you got to see it. And I guess the reason, like I say, I, I found it really affected me and really inspired me is because like he's... Just the level of determination on him and the level of, like, resilience to just be, like... Like, if I was there, like... If I was anywhere up to the age of 10 and I went to do that and I forgot the curry, I would, I would either, either, like, start crying or just be, like, fuck the curry. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But he just goes, I forgot the curry and just turns around and goes back and gets the curry. How does he even And then he completes remember? the whole journey. I don't know how he remembered all that stuff, but I just want to recommend that. It's such a touching show and it's just so interesting just watching these little kids, like, do this stuff. Yeah, you always have. You, you've been really good. Um, you've been really good with recommendations at the moment. You're very onto it. See, yeah. I'm in purgatory with Ozark. You've got to get out of this Ozark I know. Game. It's, it's really so dark. bad. So, like, so TV show, what is it called? Old Enough. Yeah, Old Enough. Oh, my God. There's so much things I want to watch. Yeah, so I'm still watching Ozark. And it's, like, so crazy because some of it is good. Like, it is an okay show, but I'm not enjoying it. Like... I will forget about it. And because I haven't been watching as much TV lately, um, so I'm only watching like once a week and it's like I have to finish it now. Yeah. You're in too, too deep. We're, too, we're in too deep now, so we have to finish it. But, but um, how many seasons are there? Uh, fuck. I think we're on season three and there's season four and I think they have – they split it up into two seasons, two, oh two halves. So we're – so we've got the first one and then the second half is coming out soon. So everyone's waiting on bated breath. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we both have long lists of resentments to go through. But yeah. should I bring up the thing? Yeah, do it. Let's do it. Okay. So uh, as you know, I, uh, I don't even know how to say this. I'm so scared, but I feel like I should. So I just wanted to be honest. Um, Tristan and I have decided we've done the Chris Martin and Gwyneth Paltrow. We have consciously, <laughs> consciously uncoupled. Oh, is that what they called yeah, it? Yeah, they call it that. Yeah, uh, that's really nice way of saying no, it. No, it's not. It's so cringe. Oh, is it? Yeah. That was like 10 years ago and everyone was like, what the fuck does that mean? Uh, we've decided to part ways. Um, and yeah, so we're just friends now. So yeah, I'm officially single. Um, yeah. And yeah, I was wondering if I should bring it up, but then I was taught, spoke to Ben and I was just like, obviously we are very open on this podcast and Tristan has been a big part of the podcast. Um, he's definitely still part of the family and we're still, we'll, we're, we're going to be like best friends. Um, yeah, we just realised that we're better as friends and yeah, so that's that. Yeah, and I think, I think, you know, even though the Chris Martin way is like kind of, cringy i think it is a good way to kind of say that um that it is just a decision that you both came to together yeah i think that's a good way to describe when you both are like this isn't working anymore and it's not one person that is doing the breakup 
Um, but also, I guess it kind of explains why I'm like an insomniac now and I've been, like this has been going on for a long time um, and I haven't brought it up because it just wasn't like, I didn't, it just wasn't appropriate. Um, but, you know, like I'm getting kicked out of my bougie house because, so Tristan and I lived in this bougie apartment and it was like so good. We got it, like they literally gave it to us. We had such a good price. It had like everything, all the mod cons, as Ben, you know, liked to say that it was bougie. But the rent market is so bad. Um, so obviously Tristan is moving out. He's in the process of moving out. And I was like, okay, can I afford this place myself? I was like, maybe if they don't put the price up, but we had a good deal and everyone knows the rent market in Perth is like fucked. And I got a call last week saying they're putting the rent up $100 of course. a week. So I have to move out. So, uh, so that's what's going on. So it will give everyone a little bit of context as to what's going on in my life and why I'm moving out and yeah. why I'm like sleepless in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that. So close that chapter but Tristan will definitely his name will definitely still come up because we're, we're still like best friends like we watched Ozark together last night like we're both in purgatory we're gonna watch Succession like yeah he's a friend of the pod he's yeah, a friend of both of us he's a friend of a family like, he's a great guy mum was like I went out with mum last week and she was like I was like you know you can because her and Tristan are like star-crossed lovers like they <laughs> they I don't think that's what that phrase means but I think um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's literally just like no he was like they were eat it in a bit. When we sit, when Tristan comes to mom's house with us, it's just like a play date. Like it's we disgusting. just, we just like let them loose it's and they disgusting. just play together. Yeah, and we like just they just like talk about like, cause they both studied, so, 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 my mom studied sociology. So but Tristan and they just talk sociology and they talk all this stuff. And like, cause I don't really like, I'm a bit, I listen to Tristan, but like he is very factual based and he like just spouts out like facts and like shit all the time and I'm just not shit no that's rude but like he just says a lot of stuff and I can't hold it all the time I'm just like oh I've already got so much information um but him and mum they just speak the same language and so obviously mum was really sad that we broke up and I said mum you know you can catch up with Tristan like you can go out with him and she's like oh no that's weird that's weird if I catch up I don't want to be one of those mums that catch up with her daughter's ex and I was like mom like seriously you can like catch up with him it's fine like I want you to be friends like he's still going to be part of the family and her like eyes lit up and I was like oh <laughs> That's Jesus so cute. Um, yeah. and it, and also because Tristan has to go into a share house I was like oh well he can because he doesn't oh I shouldn't say that but like yeah he doesn't want to go anywhere else like he's he and so I felt bad he can't like go stay anywhere else and I said oh mum maybe he can come stay with you and mum was like actually considering it and I was like <laughs> what the fuck That's so funny <laughs> So yeah Yeah yeah, so... Um, R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> Best of luck on your future journeys. Yeah, um, I'm on a journey. Um, do you want to get that... We had that game. Did you want to have a look no, at but that? Don't you want to do some of your lists first? I can, but we're running out of time very What's quickly. No, but did you know what? We had a listener. She told me. I was, do- I was talking to her. And she said that we always say that we are running out of time. No, we always get worried that we go on too long. And oh. she says that you shouldn't worry because she wants to keep listening and that the sh- episodes are very short. So why oh, don't okay. we just keep going okay, today? Okay, let's keep going. Um, I just wanted to say, so obviously I've I've got a new job. Oh, um, so you're bringing that up? No. Oh, okay, um, but, okay, so yeah. But I've been working there for six weeks and I just want to discuss like some of the fears I had. Is, is that, this on your list? Yeah. Okay. So this is... One of the things that I think the most 
the most difficult part about starting a new job is it goes back to these old issues I have of I just feel like a deeply forgettable person. Really? Yeah. Well, as in like forgettable in the sense that you've started there and that no one gives a shit that you've started because you're not like... Like no, I feel like no one even knows I exist. Aww. Like, do you ever have that feeling? Like, I because I've been like a shy person all my yeah. life, and some people at work have been like, like after they've met me like ten times, and this one she's like a little bit older, this lady, but she come up to me and be like, "Oh, so you're Ben, right?" I'm oh. like, "We've literally talked like yeah, ten I times. Know, Why does that happen?" Like, no, I understand. I understand that because I've had I've had quite a lot of times in my life where I've been a mute. Because I've got such, I had such bad social anxiety, and people literally would think that I'm a mute and that I have nothing to contribute. And mm. I had times in my life exactly what you said, like, "Wow, I am really just so shit." Um, and you feel it's such a hard feeling because there's so many times in my life where I've just felt forgettable and invisible and. Even though this is an environment where it's like, it's kind of okay to be a little bit forgettable while you're getting to know everyone, but like it brings up all those old issues of like, no one knows who I am. Do I really exist? No, but it's because it takes us so long to warm up. But once we're warmed up, where we aren't, we, people will remember us. We're memorable once we've warmed up. Like yeah. imagine, remember how you were at um, the other place, your last place. You were like the bell of the ball. Everyone yeah. was laughing, thought you were hilarious. Yeah. It's just because it takes a long time, like, we're not people that are like some people are just bursting at the seams with personality straight off the bat. Like they just have, that's their coping mechanism. Like I'm going to, what is that saying? Jump in with a splash. I have no idea. I don't know, but like make a splash. They're going to make a splash. Whereas like we're like slow and steady wins the race. And like, I feel like this is being a little bit, um, pretend a little bit ego driven, but I don't know what I'm saying. I'm so tired. Um, but, like, I feel like we don't make fast friends, but we make deep friends yeah. because they get to know us when when we are ourselves, we're totally ourselves. Mm. And I feel like that with you. Like, it's just, what, what's wrong with you? Like, twitching. I don't know. I'm just talking. That was saying. really weird. Um, your whole face just, like, twitched. I'm tired too, folks. Are you? <laughs> yeah. Have, did you have insomniac last night? Um, no, I've been sleeping well, but I've... I, this week I started work at seven, so it's a bit rough on the rough old. Rough and ready. Yeah, I'm a bit of a sleeper in Um, But I am, no, I think you're right. Like we're not, we're not fast friends, but we're the bell and the ball, bell and Sebastian. Um, so <laughs> I do, so I am getting to that point now where I'm like, I'm, I'm getting the humor in, like I'm zinging and zanging. Yeah, you're zinging and zang. Like it just takes a while to warm up. Like, but how And also the right kind of people. Like I've realized with my work that I am right now. I felt like that for the first few weeks, but now I, I like fucking love everyone and like, and I've realized it's not, it's not only about me. Like I always think it's just me failing, me not being social, me this, me that, but it's actually like, it's never you. It's the culture. Like if, if there's not many people that you vibe with, then of course you're not going to show your personality. But like the place that I'm working in now, like, I love every single person and all of them are just on my wavelength. So I'm like zinging and zanging because yeah. we just get along. Like I went out with them all the other night and it was just the best night. And I've never had a workplace where I actually, well, I have, I have had a workplace, but I don't know this. I think it's the environment. Like maybe there just aren't very many people there that you like are going to zing and zang with. Yeah. Well, I tell you the other thing, and this one, this thing makes it hard is 
So I finally, I feel comfortable enough there to bring out the humor. Okay. And some people I'm killing like bang, 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 bang. bang. But then this, and this really speaks to the one dimensionality of my character is that there's some people who just don't like my jokes or don't get my jokes. And I'm just like, yeah, but they're well, I'm just done there. Like I, yeah, if dumb. you, if I don't have the humor, I'm out. Like I can't, I, oh, what you don't have anything else. I don't have. And then I, but do you find them funny? Nah. Yeah. So they're just not your kind of people. Like you're the same as me. It's like, if you don't get along with someone, you automatically think that it's your fault. Yeah. But it's like, actually, yeah, like I was talking to someone the other day and I was like, oh, I think this person hates me. Um, and they were like, why? And I was like, I just, I feel like they hate me. And then like I had this realization, I was like, no, we're just not on the same frequency. Like, yeah. you know, I, I, there wasn't anything wrong with this person. Like I found them a bit cold. If I'm brutally honest, I found them really cold. Um, and I couldn't, there was nothing for me to hang on to. Like we would talk, but, but I don't know if you know what I mean, but like, you know, when you have a conversation with someone and what they say resonates with you and then you resonate with them, it was like, we would talk and it was just all words, but there was no conversation to hang on to. It's like a chemistry thing, like a... Yeah, like we just couldn't get into the groove. And then obviously I'm a bit of an oversharer. I like to be real. So I would be like, say something real. And then like they wouldn't really respond and I'd be like, okay, well, obviously that's off the cards. Like I can't talk about that because they would look at me weird or something. Yeah. And I'm like, because I connect with people through vulnerability. So yeah. it's like if they don't have the capacity to be human, um, I kind of, I don't know. Anyway, long story short, I thought this person hated me and maybe they do hate me. Um, but I was just like, no, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say we're just not on the same frequency. And normal people, like normal people with confidence, that with complete confidence, they don't go around going, oh, this person doesn't like me. They're just like, oh, I don't get along with them. Like yeah. they don't read into it. They're just like, oh, they realize that not everyone is going to like you and you're not going to like everyone else. But here's the other thing that makes me feel bad is like the ones that I do get on with when the ones that I don't get on with as much are in the room. I feel like I'm excluding them. Yeah, Because you're with the ones you get on with and you're like, you just feel like, but eh, like, yeah, a gym, like you're you zinging. Feel, yeah, but that's because you're, oh, I hate this. This is like a problematic word at the moment. It's like a red flag. I, don't, I keep seeing all these memes like red flag, like this is hilarious one. It just has red flags everywhere, like yeah. all the red flag emoji. And then it's like, if you don't watch, if, if they don't watch this, if they, if they fast forward through the Sopranos intro and yeah, it's yeah, red yeah, flagged yeah. everywhere. Yeah. One thing that's getting a lot of red flag press is empath when people are like, I'm an empath. Oh yeah. And yeah. it's like, shut up. You're not, yeah. you're just a piece of shit. Oh, another recommendation. You got to see Byron Bay's. Have you no, got into it I'm not going to see Byron Bay's. Are you joking me? Yeah. Well, that's actually, it brings up, and this is a bit of a, a pivot to another subject is um, I did want to ask you, because I watch Byron Bay's and I watch these shows that's kind of um, in a in an ironic way, like I like watching shitty things. And I wanted to ask you, you always turn, you're like, why are you watching that? It's so dumb. Like when I like, like too hot to handle. <laughs> and, um, but then I was thinking but like, I watch dumb but stuff. you watch Kardashians and I wanted to ask you, so do you watch shows like that just completely sincerely? Or is there no like, this is kind of bad? No, I'm just being judgmental. I think because... Like, I turned my nose at Married at First Sight for years. Yeah. I was like, anyone who watches that, like, anything on, I'm such a snob, anything on Free to Air, free to air I'm just like, fuck that. And yeah. I, like, I was really rude to my friends. I was like, ew, like, why would you watch that? Yeah. But then I, like, when I, th when I was really busy with work, 
when am I not busy? But like when I was in my business, I was like... Oh, from your lips to God's ears, oh, sweetheart. Shut up. <laughs> it just feels like I never get a break. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, I needed to switch off. And so I started watching Married at First Sight. No, no, that's right. When I was in Melbourne and I saw Pat, Pat, <laughs> um, <laughs> and she was obsessed with Married at First Sight and I watched it with her and I actually was enthralled. Yeah. And so I thought, okay, there's something to this. So I started watching Married at First Sight and it was so same as what you said, like so shit, but so entertaining. Um, and I, I am a reality show gal. So it, it's it's not, I think I'm just, I think it's because you watch ones that I haven't like, oh, this is another Selling Sunset. The girls from work were like, oh my God, Selling Sunset is so good. And I, I had seen like an ad for it and I'm like, I'm never watching that. It's such trash. But then when you watch it, you're like, oh, that's really yeah, good. See, why do you get on your like high horse? Like what's wrong with Byron Bay's? I don't know. It's just like every time a new thing like that comes out, I'm just like, that just looks horrific. But I'm sure if I watch it, there's just so many things to watch. It's like, I don't want to waste. Like, everything is an investment, a time yeah. investment. And yeah. so it's like, I don't know. Who knows? But um, I have stuff to say too, but we're, we are, I don't want to go for too long. Should we do the cards? But I want to tell you one funny story or All do right, you have more to stuff? No, no, no. You so, go, you go. Um, my, one of my best friends had a bride's bridal shower. Oh, yeah, I saw that. No, internet. what is it called? A, bra- a hen's, hen's night. night. So we, um, oh, God, speaking of insecurities. So my, our mum is very artistic and she's very good at DIY. So mum had a shit childhood and she dealt with her shit childhood by making things. Yeah. So she can make... Like, she can just make heaps of shit. Like, she has all this, like... She has, like, a fucking wood table with, like, saws and, like... What is that other thing that drill... Like, drills in things? Like, just think, like, hammers. A drill? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, hammers and, like... I don't know, just shit. She's like, legit. Like, she's legit to quit. And she has, like, a studio. And, like, whenever something wrong in my house, I get her to, like, come and look at it. Like, she is, like, you know, the handyman man. Yeah. Um, But... And she tried to pass that on to us, but I just had no, um, I had no connection. I was just like, why would I make this? Like, I can just buy it. Like, I just, I was the worst daughter. Like, I just, I just didn't, she tried to teach me. And then also with artistic qualities, I didn't get any of it. Yeah. But mum was like, you don't get born with artistic qualities. Like, she was like, I just drew all the time. I just made art all the time. Like, you just haven't put time into it. And I'm like, okay. But like, if you told me to draw a dog... Like, I would really struggle to draw yeah, a dog. Same. Like, I can't draw. I can't, like, and also, like, just making things. Like, she used to, she sews. She, like, can make clothes and make quilts and stuff. And she would try and teach me how to do it to give me skills. And I just, my attention to detail was so poor. I'm just very bad at that. Yeah. So, when I go in, I, I'm really interested in creativity in all forms. And I, I want to be better. Like, I really value art. And I value looking at art. And I value people creating art. So whenever there's an opportunity to do something like that, I'm all all in. But what happens is I'm so I'm the worst in the room every time. So mm. I went to um I went to this one like this paint a pot thing. So mm-hmm. you, you get a pot plant, no, like yeah. a pot for a plant, and you paint it. Yeah. And every time, and I'll go there, and people literally, and everyone's a novice, like, no one, it's just, like, a thing, like, it's just one of those fun things that you do with your gals, Mm -hmm. and, like, no one knows what they're doing. Yeah. But everyone has a secret talent that you do. Yeah, they always do. And every single time, so I did, I just did little, um, like, 
I did the simplest thing. I did like little rainbows on this fucking pot. Yeah. And it was so bad. Yeah. And like people were like looking at me. Like, you know, when they're like, oh, you know how you, when you're doing an art class, oh, that's really good. That's really good. They just go, mm. <laughs> and they look at me like it was so bad. And like, it was really bad. Mum's so cute. I sent a flat, I sent a photo of it. Mum's such a mum. She was like, oh, no, I like it. Because mum's very like me. She likes beautiful, ugly stuff. She doesn't like anything too prissy. Like, we like really like gritty art and yeah. stuff. We're not into like pretty pictures. And so she saw mine. She goes, no, I really like that. It's very abstract. It's so shit. Um, and anyway, so I, and at the end of these classes, you, you pose with your thing that you've made and yeah. I'm always really ashamed. And I think it goes back into when I was a kid and I've never felt good enough. And, you know, there's just some old things coming up. And I think at art class, I never felt good. And I just don't have a natural, I don't have a confidence with it. Yeah. So I've been to a few of these classes. Um, I did one, a pottery one, like a pinch pot one, which I'm, cause I think pottery, uh, that's the thing that I want to do. Okay. That's my thing. Yeah. I want to do that. And so I made this vase. Again, I was like, I don't want to make a straight up and straight down vase. Yeah. I want to make like a fucking weird ass vase. Mm-hmm. And I actually did. And I'm really proud of oh, it. Oh, that's but good. But everyone was like looking at it like, oh, that's not very nice. Yeah, because like, they've, 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 they've got their own they want preconception. They want perfect stuff. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so my friend Christina had a hens and she did um, painting. Yeah. Like, so it was a paint class and you paint galaxies, right? Oh, lovely. So you get a step-by-step how to do this. Yeah. Yet again, mine was absolutely so shit. Oh, no. It was so bad. At the end, it was so embarrassing. At the end, when we all posed, I just didn't take my painting. And all of, and then all the women there were like, oh, why aren't you taking yours? I said, I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> and they were just like, what? It's not that bad. I was like, nah. Anyway, left. We went out for dinner after. Yeah. Um, I get home, so the next day, Kristen is... <laughs> so I just left the painting there. I didn't take it. Yeah. I left it at the thing because I hated it so much. And then the next day, Christina's like, are you at home? I'm dropping your painting. And oh, I was no. like, Christina, I don't want it. Don't drop it. And anyway, she dropped it in front of the apartment. It's so cute. Oh, no. So I've got this fucking painting. And it's just a constant reminder it's in your house of your failure. And it was so funny because my the MD at my work, who's like... I was like super intimidated by because he's like the MD and like I don't have a medical like, doctor, <laughs> <laughs> a managing director. Oh. <laughs> but I have him on Instagram now, and um, and I can't remember what he said, but like he said, I said I made a joke about not being artistic. I can't remember what my joke. He's like, yeah, I saw the painting because I, because I did a story on Instagram. Yeah, and he was like. Oh yeah, I saw your painting. Like you're really. Oh shit. no! <laughs> but he said it as a joke. But I thought it was so funny. Um, and then all these like, oh my God. And I, all of these women, like there's these older women that have never painted. There's all these people saying that they don't, they don't know how to paint. And it's like, they make these bloody, they're bloody Picasso. I know, I know. It's like, what the fuck? It's always that thing. It's always that narrative of like, you just, you don't know that secretly you have inside you this talent, but some people just don't. And we don't like, I remember I have a story like that is, uh, I went to Denmark and we, stayed in this really lovely field it was just this field and like the sun setting on the fields and my friend was like you know what we should just sit here and just like draw and i'm like i can't (laughs) i can't draw man i can't it's not going to look like anything what i draw and then she was like no just do it man just don't worry like just feel the the pen or some bullshit yeah but then when they look at it they're not all they're not they say there's no such thing as a mistake but then you look at their they look at your picture and then they go quiet and then so i started drawing it was fucking terrible so i just got that had the sketchbook just closed the sketchbook and i was like i'm done 
And they looked at me like, it's probably not that bad. Like, let's look at it. <laughs> I was like, no, I can't draw. And they're like, they opened it up and looked at it and they're like, yeah, you probably shouldn't draw. Is that what they <laughs> said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we got it from dad because remember when we would make dad draw something and we'd start yeah, it was so at him? Funny. He would try and do a donkey and it was looked like some like... It looked like a pumpkin or something. Yeah, it was so bad. Like his donkeys, I remember I used to get him to do it just to laugh at it because they looked like some kind of like alien creature. Yeah, we just don't have it. Well, this is a special app because we've nearly got to an hour. So, like, let's just get to an hour. Yeah, this is a bummer. Let's give the folks something to write about. Yeah. All right. So, we've got these cards from Michelle, our lovely listener, as you heard last week. Um, She gave us these things. And, oh, shit. What happened? Drop my coffee. It's fine. That's good. There was nothing in there. Okay. All right. So, basically, we've got these cards. It's called Am I Normal? And they're conversation cards. And we're just going to pick up two. What are these white ones for? I don't know. Okay. So, and then we, we're going to discuss. So, basically, apparently, more, apparently, these cards, if you resonate with them, you are normal. Like, okay. I think. Um, and that you're, like, connected. Like, as in, like, you have done a self-discovery. No, I think, wasn't it? If you, th- if you agree with them, you're not normal. But that is That's secretly normal. normal. Yeah, yeah. It's normal to not feel normal. Many thoughts, fears and desires that we might assume to be uniquely and disconcertingly strange and that make us feel painfully ashamed are in fact completely average. So we're not going to do... So the, the actual game is like you do it in a group and like you count how many cards you resonated with and you count how many cards you didn't resonate with. Basically, if you have more cards that you didn't resonate means that you're like not an awakened person, which is weird. But mm. anyway. So, so either way, you're normal. There's okay, just It's so more about awakening. So let's pick a card. So would you want to pick one first? Okay. It says, I'd be more unfaithful if there were more opportunities. Jesus Christ. This went to a place that I did. Yeah. So so why don't you answer? Do you think that's true of me? This is actually quite interesting. Okay. So basically, the way I relate to this is if I was hot as fuck and there was men jumping out at me wanting to sleep with me. Would you be unfaithful? Would I be more unfaithful? I don't think so. What of me or you? Both of us. I don't think. I think we're pretty. We're pretty moralistic people, and we'd just be like, if we say no, that means. No. I think the temptation would be a lot more though. Cause, yeah. Because one thing I think that like maybe it is. This is actually quite a good question. Like, is it harder for people that are really hot? Because like I've never been one. I've never been one to get many propositions. Like, I'm not someone that attracts. Like, you know. I can't imagine... Basically, I'm saying I can't imagine what it would be like to be a 10. Yeah, life's really hard for hot people. Yeah, I know. Um. <laughs> I love when they say that. So yeah. I know so many people have said that. You know, it's really hard to be really pretty. Well, have like, you had friends that will say that? I've had a friend say... I've, I've had two people... Actually, maybe three. I remember it distinctly. You don't understand. Like, they like... It is really hard. But what was the reason? Pretty. Oh, because people just accost you. I think one of them was because they get... And this is the argument from pretty people, is that they, people will only value them for their looks. They don't want to get to know them. Mm. I'd be fine with that. Like, give me attention. No, you <laughs> but I've heard with pretty people that there's this like weird thing. I don't know if it's true. It's just like a TV thing that no one tries to talk to you 
of the the gender that you're attracted to. They don't try to pick you up or anything because they're too intimidated. Oh, yeah. Do you think that's real? Yeah, I think so because I know that there's been hot guys. Like, I won't even... Remember we were talking about Tinder. We were talking about um, Sarah. Like, this was in one of the podcasts, your friend Sarah, and how she was like, there's people on Tinder that I won't even swipe. Yeah. Whatever the right one is. It's because they're too hot and she knows they won't like her. And I said... And I remember I agreed and I said, yeah, like... I will not even um, contemplate like being with that person because I'm like, that's they're not going to date me. And I remember there was this one guy at Amplifier Bar about 10, 15 years ago and this is one of the only times that I went up to someone and tried to pick them up. Really? And he wasn't even that hot. Like he was pretty hot but he was like my hot and he like totally rejected me. Oh my God. And I don't know why but like just that one rejection – just solidified everything but there's such a different thing between men and women i feel like men are kind of more shoot your shot people because we're always kind of like if it's about you know a man attracted to women we're always with people that are more attractive like i feel like generally men are with people more attractive Mm. than them so we're not that intimidated well i'm lucky because um i'm really attracted to like weirdos like, I don't like conventionally hot people. So, yeah. it's, like, better for me in a sense because, like, I won't be going for the people that everyone likes. No, it's kind of insulting to, like, everyone you've been with. <laughs> Why? Why? They're unconventionally No, attractive. they're still hot. I'm just, like... But I think that of myself as well. Like, I'm not a conventional... I'm not conventionally pretty. Like, I think I'm, like, niche. Like, no, you're not niche. Yeah, I'm niche as fuck. Like, peop- anyway, I don't want to go down this road. This is awkward. All you, right, pick you- a card. Okay. I don't know the answer to that question. I can't, you don't know the answer. So, if, okay, if you had a lot of beautiful women chucking their vaginas in your face, would you find out? I no. don't think you would because you're very loyal. Yeah, I'm very loyal. But you did say you don't really know unless you're a hot, but you know. So, who knows? Yeah, I think we're both quite loyal. And when we love people, we stay with them. But I would definitely be more tempted. I can't bear to hear that someone loves their job. No, I love when people love their job. I'm not a very jealous person. I am. Yeah. I can bear it now because I love my job. Yeah. Um, I really am in a good place. So I have no insecurities with my job. I'm super happy with what I do. And I'm super, super like just stoked. So um, I think generally for me, if I'm happy within myself and I don't have a problem with it, which is really bad, actually. Like, I'm really a piece of shit. But, like, I'll be like, I'm happy that. But, like, if I have an insecurity and someone... Like, so say, like, for example... I don't know. Like, I think this is, like, one of those human things. It's, like, if you're really struggling... Like, say if you... Okay, this is a prime example. So, say, like, if you really wanted to have a baby, right? Yeah. This is, like, topical because, like... You know, I know a few people that are, like, really trying to have a baby. Um, And you're trying really hard and then your friend just has sex once and then gets pregnant. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like you're going to have that moment where you're happy for them but, like, you're also not happy for them. Like, you also feel like shit because they have something that you don't. Like, it's like that envy. I think it's the same. It's like if I'm unhappy with something and then someone has something happy, it's, like, really hard to be pure in that. But if you're secure in your own self and you're secure in like 
what you're doing, then obviously you can share that happiness. But I also have this other thing, which is like the world is such a like shitty place that if anyone is happy, I feel like that's good. Like I'm just like, whatever increases the overall happiness in the world, I feel like is a good thing. Well, that's good. That means that you're probably happy. Okay. That's that's, yeah, that's good. Like, because sometimes when I get into a dark place and I'm like really negative, I can be very self-pitying and be like, oh everyone else has it worked out and I don't have it worked out and I don't I'm just like oh and it's like so gross and I think the way that you are is very healthy oh thank you yeah lots of compliments on this episode yeah it's a really feel good so where are we at we're at 56 minutes should we do one more yeah let's do one more I can't believe this is an hour probably everyone's not even listening I sometimes can't stop my mind wondering okay can I just say I made a deal <laughs> I made a deal about my a deal for myself before this podcast. I said, Naomi, no sex, no penis, nothing about the opposite sex. Okay? Let's just have a clean podcast, a podcast without fantasizing and, you know, and these cards have just entered our lives. Um so I'm going to read it out, but yeah. we're back on the penis. <laughs> we can't escape the penis. I sometimes can't stop my mind wondering about the genitals of people I find repulsive. Oh, that's okay. a really weird question. I don't have this. I don't relate to this. If I find an a pop repulsive person, I don't think of their penis or vagina. I have to disagree with you. I think as a general rule, I'm thinking about everyone's genitals all the time. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Um, I just have that kind of mind... I just have a creepy mind. Yeah, you are a creep. We've already discussed yeah. that. That's really weird, but why would you want to think about that? I I've never not, actually thought it's about It's not it. that I want to, and it's probably an exaggeration. Like, I probably don't do it that much, but like, it's not. It's generally not that... It's not like that sexual. It's almost scientific, you know? But like, just because they're repulsive, like, is it because they're like, they're whatever's like genitals would be gross because they're repulsive is like that the main actually no i did remember the harvey weinstein thing yeah like, i think yeah we that, both had that like, yeah like we were like because we heard that his dick was like inside out because yeah, he yeah. was so fucked and he had to like inject it with um with whatever. some shit and yeah. then jeffrey epstein had the had the mushroom or he something had a mushroom penis yeah yeah so i think it's interesting genitals are just interesting generally yeah well Okay, well, that's that, and I'm sorry that I didn't... I feel sorry for myself. Like, that wasn't my fault. I yeah, feel like it was didn't. quite pure. Yeah, we tried our hardest to stay pure. Okay, well, uh, so I hope you have a good fortnight. Yeah. And um, have we checked the email lately? Is there any emails? Mm, I don't know. So our email is theresentmentlist at gmail.com, or you can come follow us on Instagram at the resentment list or facebook the instagram look followers aren't great but we're getting a lot of engagement oh Um, really yeah like people are loving my new videos that i've been posting i've been trying to be a little bit more happier have you noticed yeah i've loved it yeah so um there's a lot going on on that instagram you know we just there's a community going of you know five people and you know it's pumping um and yeah, and if you have any resentments, please email us and we'll read them out. Or if you have any questions, you know, just... And give us a review on 
iTunes or whatever, your podcast app, like rate us. Yeah, that helps. You know, out. we've been going for a long time. Like we've put in the hard yards. Yeah, we deserve some love. Yeah. Okay, well, I hope you enjoyed the long episode and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.